When it comes to Christian satyrs, followers of Jesus should. My friends, this is the prompt I've been asked to respond to for a course. And I believe that we should ask ourselves as a preliminary question, what is a Christian satyr? Because the definition of what this event or act is will help us assess whether it is appropriate or not on a pastoral level. I, for example, come from a Roman Catholic background, and in one of my parishes growing up, we had a rabbi come in the midst of Holy Week to give an academic lecture at which he presented the rabbinical understanding of the Passover, and he suggested that this is probably what Yeshua, Jesus, might have done on the evening of his arrest. Meanwhile, in an article by Jonathan Clowens, discussing whether or not the Eucharist was indeed a Seder. He mentions a different kind of celebration, one where interdenominational ecumenical dialogue leads to a shared ritual between Christians and Jews, where a mutual Passover Seder is celebrated, celebrating the shared links between what has become the Eucharist and what has become the Passover. And of course, there is the rise of Messianic Judaism. Denominations of individuals who identify themselves both as Jewish and as believers in the Messiah. And these celebrate a kind of Eucharist that more closely resembles the rabbinical Passover Seder. Now, in all of these instances, what should the followers of Jesus do? I think it is only fair to say it depends on the situation, and it depends on the environment, and it depends on the terms of the interfaith dialogue. If, for example, it is a rabbi arriving at one of our parishes to give an academic lecture on the supposed links between the Seder and the Eucharist, that is not only deeply respectful, I think it outlines very clearly that two different perspectives are in conversation. It gets messier, obviously, when two religious communities have a shared ritual that is naturally messy. How do we know that both communities aren't sacrificing something of their own point of view or perspective or misappropriating the other's language or rituals or customs? This has become a major source of concern in the so-called modern era. And yet, I don't find these too threatening from a Christian point of view at all. And as for the Jewish individuals with whom I have grown up and with whom I have had deep connections, having an aunt from Tel Aviv, Israel, and younger cousins who identify themselves as uh, Americans and as Jewish, these interfaith Passover seders, or Christian seders, as this prompt would have us call them, essentially boil down to celebrating the newfound ecumenical positive feeling that has grown up, particularly in uh, the eastern seaboard of the United States, in Christian-Jewish relations. We must recognize the context of all of this. This occurs after nearly two millennia of persecution. Two millennia in which the institutional church has ruthlessly appropriated and harmed 
Jewish communities. And so I believe that any positive, authentic dialogue between Jewish and Christian circles is to be warmly welcomed, provided once again that both parties entering into celebrating a so-called Christian Seder, I, I don't like that term, I would just simply call it a Seder, are fully and entirely aware that this act is one of mutual appreciation rather than a misappropriation. And in light of that, I find such an action to be positive. As for Messianic Judaism, well, this is, of course, the thorniest of all the three, if we want to call this a Christian Seder. After all, Messianic Judaism tends to anger contemporary rabbinic communities at times, seeing it as a kind of attempt to claim Jewish identity outside of the purview of the, the current development of Judaism uh, in contradistinction to Christianity. I believe that that is a whole topic in and of itself. I would love to give a separate lecture about it at some point. But needless to say, it is not my business within my denominational sphere to comment on what another denomination carries out in regards to its celebration of the Eucharist. Only that, once again, if they are celebrating the Eucharist in continuity with the rabbinic Passover Seder, I find it a powerful statement about how interconnected these ritual acts are. That leads me to conclude very briefly, was the Eucharist ever a Passover Seder at all? This is Jonathan Clowen's big discussion in his article. And he ultimately concludes not because he believes that we cannot harmonize the Synoptic Gospel's clear presentation of the Last Supper being conducted on a Thursday evening of the evening of the night of the arrest of Jesus. Let's say on the eve of the events that will culminate in the Passover. Whereas the Gospel of John presents a chronology that is utterly different, having Jesus seemingly crucified on the Passover. And that's supposedly why John never has the words of institution spoken over the elements of bread and wine. So you have two chronologies, a synoptic Passover chronology, a Seder Last Supper chronology, supposedly, and a Johannin chronology that seems to have Jesus actually slain on the day the lamb would be slain. Just to clarify there. Now, that, I believe, is a misreading of the Gospel of John and a misreading of the synoptics as being in contradiction. We have to realize that there is a mystery of chronology at work. And if we claim boldly that John and the synoptics cannot be harmonized, we are then claiming that we can infallibly go in a time machine back into the first century AD and say what precisely happened. And that's assuming that we ourselves have the, dare, dare I say, the chutzpah, the claim that we know precisely what is in the mind of the evangelists. Let us say that there is an apparent or seeming contradiction. 
and let us admit that there were multiple calendars or chronologies available in the first century AD. It has been suggested by some that there was an Essene solar calendar and therefore a different date for the Feast of the Passover. Then there was for the temple authorities in Jerusalem who followed potentially a lunar calendar and celebration of a different series of days for the feasts, including the Passover. Is it possible that John is following a Galilean northern solar calendar date for the Passover and the synoptics, a rabbinical lunar one or vice versa? Is it also possible that multiple days could have been given for those to celebrate the Passover feast, given how congested Jerusalem was in the first century AD? Is it possible that there is some tool of harmonization here that we have not yet discussed or discovered? If the synoptics clearly say that Jesus celebrated the Last Supper as a Seder, and I believe that there is good evidence for this, we can give a separate podcast on it, it is good enough for me. And therefore, I do see the Eucharist as the fulfillment of the Seder, and therefore a true Christian Seder indeed. But as for the meeting of Jewish and Christian communities and celebration, I believe that this is a net positive, and I look forward to your comments in this video below. God bless.